0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Economy-related headlines over the past few days concerning Canada's current economic reality. From Global News, this headline, Economy Hit Sharp Reversal in June. What This Means for the Bank of Canada, another Global News headline, Bank of Canada Prepared to Raise Rates Further If Inflation Progress stalls. Globe and Mail editorial board, Canada's economy is stagnating. We must acknowledge this new unpleasant reality. And in the United States, the Fed raised its short-term interest rate to 5.3%, which is the highest since 2001. Um, And they say that it may lead to uh, higher mortgage rates, auto loans, credit card interest rates, and higher business borrowing costs. No surprise there. So where are we now and what should we be preparing for with a huge shortage of housing and rents also increasing massively across this country food increasing as we just talked to John Wright about our great friend professor Eric Cam macroeconomics professor at Toronto Metropolitan University joins us you know uh, Eric when I uh, when I sent you the um, the first invite to be on the show this weekend and thank you for always agreeing to do it uh, there was one there was one economics headline, and then they just started pouring in. So we chose a good week. Let me just start with uh, with 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 this thing out of the gate. and this is from Craig Lord, Global News. Bank of Canada prepared to raise rates further if inflation progress stalls. The Bank of Canada policymakers said they are still prepared to raise their benchmark interest rate further even as they hiked rates to their highest level in 22 years earlier this month. What do we say?
1: Well, first of all, Roy, the honour is always mine to come on, so I appreciate it. And what you're getting is that Craig's giving you kind of an overview of where we are right now. And there's no surprise that the Bank of Canada is talking about, whispering about another rate hike because they want another rate hike. They're not finished. They've made it very clear where their target is. It's 2%. We are not at 2%. and so. They are going to do the only thing that they can do when they meet again in September. And my guess is raise it another 0.25%. Now, I was Twittered this week, Roy, which is really relevant to someone saying, aren't all things equal? Like when when one thing goes up, doesn't everything go up? So we did a little math crunching here this week when I had a few minutes on my hands. And I wanted people to know that in the last year, Wages in Canada are up almost 1%. 1% across the country. The interest rate, the prime lending rate, is up 1,900%. That's 1,900 from 0.25 to 5. Now, I don't know anybody whose wages have gone up 1,900% in the last year. So I think what Mr. Lord is writing is a very accurate portrayal of where we are. Pretty much everything is either leveled or down, with the exception of the housing market, which we know is quite down and only has one more way to go when those 80 percent of Canadians renegotiate their mortgage. So we can talk about business spending. We can talk about business investment. We can talk about whatever you want, Roy. It's your show. But the answer is is that Canada is heading into a recession.
0: Yeah. Let me quote from that uh, that excellent piece on Global News again. The central bank governing council's consensus in July, so this month, was that leaving the key policy rate unchanged at 4.75% would risk stalling the progress it had made in tamping down price increases, which has so far seen annual inflation cool to a low of 2.8% from a high of 8.1% last year. Are they on the mark or are they just, is this just wishful dreaming?
1: Um, What it is, is a little bit of pen and Teller magic, because what they're telling people is that if you look at real gross domestic product, it's still going up. And so as long and and at a pretty good pace by their calculations, so they are worried about resulting spending going up and then inflation being pushed up and all of those things. The uh, but to take the veil off that argument, if you want to go by a a better statistic, uh, our population is rising and it's not just immigration, it's rising in general. So um, it's funny how they StatsCan and the Bank Canada like to often quote real GDP per capita, real GDP per person, uh, but right now they don't. Because if they did, real GDP per person is at about zero. So that those increases in goods and services being produced in our country over a given year in our dollars um, is overrated. And that's really what they are. I mean, that's the foundation of these interest rate increases. And so if they were going to quote how we're doing in 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 quote unquote real per capita terms, that argument for why we're going to raise rates uh, disappears quickly. But, you know, people only have at their disposal what they can what they have. And they're citing the statistic that works well for them. This is an old trick, Roy. And it's a fun one. You know, it's like citing the unemployment rate. When it favors your argument, and not stating other statistics that don't, and you know what, it's, I'm not even blaming them. This is the world's oldest, oldest profession in terms of economics. Use the statistics that support your argument. So that's where we are, Roy. Right now, we're we're at a time of of, in, in my opinion, impending doom. I think that the uh, I think that people are saying it's going to flatline. Or, you know, be at 0%. No, I think we're heading for recession because, as I've said before, I think the bottom is about to fall out of the housing market. I'm on record for saying that. And I also think that, that inflation has not truly hit the labour market yet. And I think those two things are inevitable. And I think when they do, we're going to see a real Canadian recession. But we're not there yet, Roy.
0: So do these... Um... Policymakers. I have a question for you about the policymakers in a minute. But do these policymakers really understand the large majority of Canadians who are struggling? We know that most Canadians, and polling has told us this, repeat, repeated polling, most Canadians are within a few hundred dollars of not being able to pay their basic bills. So if you, you can talk big and grandiose numbers but for, for the average person who's just trying to get through the day, pay the bills, feed the kids, close the kids, feed themselves, clothe themselves, you know, do what you have to do to keep yourself afloat. What does all this mean to that Canadian?
1: That Canadian's in big trouble. And I've been talking about this on your show for a while. I know, long you, you used I the know. term
0: blood in the streets last time.
1: That's exactly what I said, blood in the streets. And I think it's coming. And it's the part of this story that confuses me. Because I am a social scientist and I'm supposed to know something about behavior. And that's the part that really stumps me right now is look at these numbers about people that are one paycheck away from insolvency. Look at the bankruptcy statistics that are going up. Look at the the numbers on business investment, which are plummeting day by day. And the number of people, remember, they haven't walked away from their houses yet, although I think they're going to, but businesses- are walking away from their inventories. They're walking away from their warehouses because they can't pay their rent. And so I always thought that government was elected by the people for the people of the people, whatever prepositional phrase you want that ends in people. And I'm starting to wonder what the mission is of our federal government. I don't quite know who they're supporting right now. And if, if, if the answer to that question, isn't the family that is only marginally surviving and you know you have your favorite expression about the definition of inflation and i have my new favorite expression which is luxuries like food and clothes and a roof and if you're not if you're not in it to help those people to help increase the disposable income of those families then i really don't know what you're doing and so i echo you roy because i, I don't know th- i don't know who this federal government is
0: out to help. i It's absolutely beyond me. So let me come back to the question before the break. Who are these Bank of Canada policymakers? Who are they? How do they get the job?
1: Well, they're a very well-educated group. Um, many of them, um, as you move up the ladder, I mean, you were right, Mr. Macklem, Dr. Macklem is the governor, but there's a seven-person governing council and they're made up of people that almost entirely, if not entirely, have PhDs in economics or finance or assorted areas like that. Those positions you ascend to basically by promotion, and those are appointments. The way you start at the Bank of Canada is like anybody else, Roy, you apply for a job coming out of grad school. Um, I'll be completely honest with you. I applied for a job at the Bank of Canada, and I gave a paper at the Bank of Canada, and it was a wonderful experience. I obviously chose to go into the university sector, but it's not a question of, of education. Uh, these are very smart people. I've never met anybody at the bank that I thought was um, not actually very, very, very intelligent and very plugged in to monetary theory, macroeconomics. These are, and in fact, it's the best research center in the country. I, But I think to uh, where you're getting at with your question, and I don't blame you, is, is going, well, are, are, what do they know that we don't know? And I don't think it's a matter of that. I think it's just a matter of uh, everybody has a policy and everybody has a mandate, everybody in the public sector. And the mandate of the Bank of Canada is to get to 2% inflation. And so I think that they are uh, in a sense to be commended, if I can use that term lightly, that they're pulling in the same direction that they're given the direction and the leadership from their boss, and and whether it's the executive council, the governing council or or the or the, you know, the, the rank and file members, they are all you know singing from the same hymn book, as they say, and they are going to move toward this two percent inflation rate and they are not going to stop until they get there. Um, as the old expression goes, Roy, come hell or high water. And let's just hope we're there soon. I mean, if that really is their mission, if they've decided that we're going to get to two percent and the other economic milestones be damned. Well, let's just hope, Roy, that we we get there soon.
0: Okay, so let me just, uh, again, quote Mr. Lord's story. Central Bank's policymakers said that Canada's labor market continues to show signs of tightness. And this is what I'm concentrating on. And household savings are still above pre-pandemic levels which is continuing to fuel excess demand in the economy. This is at the same time that we have a majority of Canadians, I'll go back to this, telling pollsters they're within a few hundred bucks of not being able to pay their monthly bills. How do these two positions, points reconcile?
1: That's an excellent question. I would love to see this data. Maybe I can get in touch with Mr. Lord and find out where these numbers are coming from, because as far as I can tell, this pent up demand and and this massive reserve of liquidity uh i can't find it i don't see it unless again we're looking at the statistics that they want you to see and maybe in a certain area or a certain stratified sample of the population there are people with savings on hand but i number one i would like to see it uh but number two even if it is there it's you know it's predicated upon a, a labor market that's been extremely strong. And as we've said before, Roy, if, if these inflationary numbers hit the labor market, um, then, you know, God only knows what happens then when these people that are $200 away from insolvency start losing their jobs. I mean, this is the scary part to me. So my answer is, again, it's kind of like the very first couple of things we talked about I can, you know, I can kind of show you statistics to support whatever we want to support. That's why I like coming on your show, because I just support a Mr. and Mrs. taxpayer. So I don't know how you justify that unless the answer is it's a it's a very small proportion of the population that has this kind of pent up liquidity. Because if you look at the entire population, the country, I don't see
0: it. No, neither do I. And so you can say all that all, all all day long. It doesn't change the reality. But a majority of Canadians have told pollsters and repeatedly over a period of time, they don't have any money. They're down to the last couple of hundred bucks. We're down to our last 60 seconds. Are you expecting another Bank of Canada interest rate next month?
1: Yeah, in September, yes. I think they're going to go September. full monthly and they're going to go another 0.25 uh, because I see... I'm trying to put my head into the space of a Bank of Canada uh, policymaker, especially on the executive committee, and their results, what they want to see, their little sliver of the economy tells them they're going in the right direction. So it's full speed ahead. They have no reason to stop at this point if what they want to do is to get that number to two and a half. So two to two, two to two and a half. So yeah, I fully expect one more increase before the end of 2023 and then we'll talk about what that because the bottom line is roy you can keep raising that rate as far as you want i mean you know but what but the big rule of macroeconomics is what goes up must come down and something has to give and right now the bank's not concerned with the what has to give argument but you can rest assured you and me and the people of canada are going to wait to see exactly what has to give when that two percent is
0: achieved if you want to hear more